Hey, welcome to Block Bites Daily. It's me, Corval, here today. I got Beavis and Mikey with me, and we're going to be entering the stables. There's a lot of stable coin news going around. There's PayPal, some Tether stuff going on. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the base launch and maybe touch a little bit on Phantom's proposed optimistic roll-ups. Guys, it's going to be a great show. we got a couple fun segments planned, so stick around. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right, let's start the ads. They take your money, then they take you down with them. Let's do better together. ERN. Extremely resilient, naturally. Hello, guys. It's me, Corval, here. Today's show would not be possible without our sponsor, Shimmer Network. Just as a reminder, Shimmer is a DAG-based, feeless, layer one network that's both fast and highly scalable. You can learn more about them at shimmer.network. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, good morning, Bebus. Good afternoon, Black Screen. Good morning, Black Screen, Corval. It's very yeah. nice to uh, to be talking to you. Yeah, hey, dude, thank you. Hey, it's great to have you too. What are you sipping on today? You got a Starbucks there? It's a little plastic cup. It's not Japanese. This is uh, four shots of espresso and ice. Holy moly, dude. You're on a next, it's some next level shit, dude. That's crazy. Your heart's gonna explode. I, I, I just sip on that over like the whole work day. So mm. it's like Smart. a little little pick-me-up percolator. Hell yeah, dude. A little percolator, a little percolation action. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, you've uh been hanging loose this week. How's it going this week? Been busy? Yeah, really busy. Lots of proposals, lots of meetings, lots of pitches, lots of whatever, as always. But um, today's kind of exciting. Uh, we're we're officially via Ethos Reserve, uh, becoming the most uh, competitive or the platform with the best lending rates uh, in all of DeFi for BTC, okay. OP, and uh, ETH. And the cool thing is, uh, this change actually reduces risk to the protocol and uh, risk uh, to the user, which is uh, pretty nutty. How the hell does that work? It sounds too good to be true, Beavis. It sounds simply too good to be true. How are you <laughs> decreasing risk and increasing uh, you know, the value to the user, right? Without added risk. Yeah, the cool thing is, you know, with how Ethos Reserve works, uh, you know, we can depend on the critical collateral ratio being, you know, the the system wide debt limit um, percent uh, for security purposes, for risk management purposes, for safety purposes overall. But there's the second ratio being the minimum collateral ratio, being the point at which users are actually liquidated, and okay. Essentially, what we've done for Bitcoin and OP is we've lowered that number. Uh, it's it's uh, you know above 100% value uh, by half. So Bitcoin, you can now get loans with only 110% collateral. OP, you can now get loans with only 115% collateral. And the cool thing there is, for every user, the risk 
of liquidation or the risks associated with liquidation are cut in half because now upon liquidation, um, instead of losing 30% for OP, you're only losing 15%. And instead of losing 20%, you're only losing 10% for Bitcoin. And one step beyond that, because there's more room between you know, your position and that floor, you have more wiggle room. So you probably won't get liquidated. Um, and, and for the DGENs and, and leverage traders, that gives them a lot more leverage that reduces risk a ton. Um, and, and in doing so, we've actually reduced Oracle related risk uh, to the protocol because margins for um, certain types of attack vectors are actually turned way negative um, by what we're doing. And um, they were already negative, but now uh, overall, the protocol is able to offload collateral without worrying about MEV or things like that. Um, because Oracle sandwich attacks, mm. manipulations, et cetera, um, can be quite annoying. And, and a lot of research has been coming up uh, about that. And yeah, I mean, uh, really big win. And, and we didn't even need to upgrade to V2 quite yet um, to get there. And uh, yeah, pretty awesome. Interesting. So you've lowered both of these ratios right but i guess you've increased the gap between the two of them is that what it, what it is uh we haven't we've actually uh decreased the gap the is the gap is um about the same mm -hmm. um but uh, really what we identified through a lot of back testing and a lot of research and, and work with a security engineer in our network is we identified that we were actually like too far off risk uh to the degree that um, it was so rewarding for liquidators uh, that it, it kind of incentivized them to try to push for liquidations on every Oracle mm. update. Um, so uh, essentially, risk was skewed way in favor of, of liquidators and stability depositors. And we've nice. kind of balanced that out. And the result is better for everyone. I see. So the, ba the balance to strike is value to liquidators versus value to borrowers. Right. So you kind of rebalance that equation more towards the borrowers, which is like more retail anyway. So hopefully more money coming into the protocol because of that. You're most competitive on optimism. I'm hearing. Andy, uh, we we are the most competitive. No. We offer the best rates anywhere in all of DeFi. Dude, that's insane, dude. It is insane. It's it's kind of awesome. And V2 uh, will allow us to push that even further. Um Honestly, big thanks to the liquidity team for giving us a good canvas to, to work from. Um, so, you know, pretty soon CIA will be knocking down my door. You're going to wash up on utility. a beach? I hope not. <laughs> no, that's why I don't go outside. Just yeah. John Steps is saying borrowing wrapped Bitcoin on Granary and two times leveraging it on Ethos interest free is an amazing strategy that few are taking advantage of at the moment. And, you know, we only got 26 people live with us, so get in on it now. <laughs> get in on it now before those, uh, before those um, spreads get tighter and those interest rates get higher. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Wally. It's been uh, a lot of a lot of testing and a lot of work to, to perform this upgrade. So, yeah, dude. I mean, that's fucking awesome, dude. Part of my language. Hey, so what does that mean for me as a both holder, dude? Um, more loans, more fees. Uh, right now, like in kind of the beta state from fees alone uh, to, to bonded oath, uh, there's been about 100K uh, in value distributed. Mm -hmm. And 
we have like in the next one month, two months, three months, um, plans to multiply that, multiply that, multiply that, um, with the introduction of state ERN, uh, or stern, um, <laughs> along with, with V2 and, uh, some, some general platform upgrades. So, you know, really our, our goal is to get, uh, ERN down to peg. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have like the opposite problem of most stable coins where, where we float above peg, but, um, you know, we're going to keep pushing value and, and working with partners and, and market makers. Um, and yeah, really, it, it's going to be a, a very cool month or two. So, Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm liking hearing this, dude. Things are happening. Yeah. It feels good, dude. But, you know, what about IUSD, dude? Are they going to come eat your lunch, bro? Is is Earn on the ropes if if Pi USD enters the, Dude, the Pi USD? I look at Pi USD and I see a future Goliath. You know, you know when you know when PayPal makes a product, it's going to be adored by everyone. Oh yeah. You know they're gonna they're gonna bring in their customer service agents uh, and find a way to to make the UX of DeFi worse. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, if you've no, ever worked right. with, with PayPal as a business, it's like. Uh, you know, it's it's like living on a ring of hell. Uh, but overall, if you remember late 2020, the PayPal news where uh, they decided to start offering crypto services mm -hmm. was kind of the first marker of the massive crazy bull run. Um, yeah. I know I've been talking nonstop about how it feels like late 2020 and I'm like having like sickly deja vu right now um, <laughs> as, as a lot of the investment cycles uh, yeah. start to bear fruit. So it's, we'll see. It's kind of wild, you know. We're getting like this uh the ETF thing coming through. We got some regulation that came in from well not regulation, but some clarity from the Fed recently for the yeah. banks. Uh and you know, now this PayPal thing. I think this PayPal thing might be kind of big because I don't use PayPal. I think it sucks. I think it's awkward to use. I haven't used it since I bought something on eBay like like a PlayStation three or something like years and years ago. Beast. Um, but I actually use PayPal a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot of people do use it as, as a user um, simply because my bank account is connected and I can just subvert my credit and debit cards uh, to make purchases. That to me is the coolest thing. Um, but like Stripe, I think is, is poised to really kind of push past them. I think Stripe's technology is way better there are, you know, they've got a lot of bugs and a lot of technical issues to, to, to keep resolving just because they're fairly new in the, in the mm -hmm. grand scheme of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, PayPal works really well when you're not a business, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, I think this will, um, hopefully at least introduce a lot of people to the concept of stable coins, um, because it is by far DeFi's most powerful use case. And oh, yeah. like, it's, it's, what everyone should be shouting from the heavens, like, hey, you know, you can have a dollar and transfer it across borders, like mm -hmm. instantly, easily, like the meme where it's like, I sent my friend $10 of Bitcoin and now he's complaining that he has $4 of Bitcoin. <laughs> and then I talked to him about it and, you know, I was like, hey, you've got $20 of Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. That meme no longer, you know, is well, valid. <laughs> that's a good point. And I'm kind of interested to find out like kind of what the political and like economic implement 
impl- uh, what is that called implications of this because of the less control that governments have of cash flow between countries right so like i remember a big thing people like to complain about when i worked at Publix, right we'd have a we have a large we had a large like malaysian like population in town and a lot of mexicans in town and they would send western union back home like usd right to support their families at home because the exchange yeah. rate's so good right but they would be paying these western union fees like crazy but now with crypto like usdc with paypal now which they're probably even more familiar with uh they can transfer that money without any fees seamlessly yeah. and quickly you know western union takes time you have to go to the western union place to pick it up provide identity and all this stuff but if it's just yeah. going straight to your wallet hell that's crazy dude <laughs> yeah um, i mean i imagine like to me product market fit is like solidified when we see like pi usd or tether or usdc little banners on gas station windows mm-hmm. uh, instead of Western Union ones. Um, and, you know, like a mobile is going to be replaced by helium. Just yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty exciting. And with the proliferation of smartphones, every single person has them now almost. So it'll be pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very bullish. I mean, I got this article pulled up here. Stablecoin market to sort almost three trillion in five years. Usually I'm not a fan of, you know, predictions like this, like someone saying, oh, this is going to go to this. This is going to happen because uh, 99% of them are wrong. And usually I think <laughs> the 1% that's right was just lucky. Uh, but this seems to make a lot of sense to me. There's a huge like, like you're saying, it's the greatest use case is the simplest thing to understand how to use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about PayPal. Get in the nitty gritty of it a little bit. Um, I was gonna say if that's cool with you, Mikey, but I think you're down for this. So, no, that's cool. All right, thanks, dude. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> one to one, <laughs> one to one, backed by U.S. dollars and Treasuries. Um, typical, you know, safe, sturdy stable coin. The simplest to understand, but there are some fees associated with it because they're offering, you know, conversions. Um, I saw Dracon talking about this and he was like, these fees are crazy. And I was going to see <laughs> crazy um, so, you know, you got fees that are flat up to like 200 bucks, uh, for conversion from Pi USD to, to crypto, but it goes up to 1.5% for anything over a thousand dollars. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of chunky. It's a bit chunky. Um, um okay. So that's on purchase or sale. So mm-hmm. they essentially just want to lock you in. It's an octopus pot, you know. Yeah. Um, you you get into the Pi USD ecosystem. You better believe you're going to be staying there unless you yeah. pay exorbitant fees. And then you know every business that uses Pi USD or gets onboarded to Pi USD because of something, and then they start walking that thing back, and then everybody's going to start complaining, and they're going to be like, "Well, we have a monopoly now. Too bad." uh that that is the paypal game plan and it's a game plan that is proven to work Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean uh, honestly uh it kind of makes sense and just don't leave pi usd uh let let them uh reap your treasury yields uh from now until infinity (laughs) yeah so you can buy things easier on on uh ebay (laughs) yeah dude it's gonna be uh i mean honestly like I guess what they can offer potentially is interest 
probably better than your bank and mm. faster, more efficient payment and settlement uh, for both businesses and users. And um, in classic PayPal fashion, they implemented a function that lets them wipe the balance of anybody uh, that they want. So uh, you also have some some assurances related to that. But you know, a lot of people are like, "Ah, oh, dude, what? Why are they able to wipe balances?" It's like it's an extension of the PayPal product. Like, have you ever used PayPal? It's like they'll wipe your shit with no questions asked. Yeah. Well, that that is a big concern is that centralization risk uh, because of. Uh... You know, like you said, they can wipe it, they can freeze it. And like you're saying, PayPal is notorious for this. I, uh, yeah, Valentine's, I've heard about that. Like a lot of people, like, I think there was a lawsuit two years ago. I had a link for it, but I guess I didn't put it on my sheet. Uh, there was a lawsuit two years ago um, against PayPal for people. They're freezing people's balances and not providing a reason why. And, yeah. you know, the people had no idea why they were frozen. Um, so it's not too unlikely to see that happening with your pi usd uh, but hopefully there'll be a little bit more hands-off uh, in that aspect yeah i mean at the end of the day their paypal's game is providing services uh, mm -hmm. you know and pi usd is going to make their service better overall mm -hmm. but it's still paypal like it's not going to be like they just instantly become you know DeFi decentralization maxis and it just goes back to there's this spectrum, there's this infinite spectrum. And, you know, up until now, like the dominant uh, like ethos has been decentralization mm -hmm. um, less and less increasingly like, you know, USDT, USDC. And we're just going to see larger chunks of the market mm -hmm. move further and further into centralized territory because who wins when when fees are really high, when you mm -hmm. need economies of scale to be successful, uh, when you have like tons of layers of accountability, the the richest people win, you know, the mm -hmm. people with the biggest balance sheets. And so we're going to see a lot of mass kind of flow into these really centralized solutions, because when you've got 20 lawyers, uh, you know, the more centralization, the better, um, yeah. even even if it may hurt the, the everyman. I mean, we've seen historically that is almost always the trend from decentralization in terms of, you know, lots of small operators kind of doing whatever they want, um, essentially getting absorbed by bigger entities, right? It's yeah. like the uh, Pareto principle, right? 80% gets uh, like you get like 20% gets 80% of the market essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and I guess um, what, what we should be thankful for is that they're doing this on Ethereum. Um, yeah. And really, you know, people aren't going to be transferring Pi USD to trade on DEXs, you know. Um, it's going to be just like a centralized exchange where they just have, you know, a bunch of cold wallets that have uh, the, the underlying assets or Pi USD in them. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we're not going to see that cash managed on chain either. You know, they're going to take your cash, put it in treasuries and mint you uh, a digital representative. Um, when you send or, or receive, they're they're managing that on a centralized database, mm -hmm. um, and and maybe they'll try to like dinkle around in DeFi um, mm -hmm. or, or get people to use uh, PayPal USD in the broader ecosystem. But to me, um, the crazy thing about this is 
what happens when you have a an ingrained every every platform that uses PayPal that has PayPal's pay now button, mm -hmm. which is everywhere. What happens when you can do a native DeFi transaction? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When you can facilitate that pay now experience directly from the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dope. I mean, we got some people in the chat saying uh, it might not be good for crypto. I kind of disagree. I think it's going to increase, I mean, the ease for, for more people to get in, right? Because PayPal is so widespread. I think they have 300 million users. I had it pulled up here. It was a lot. A lot of people <laughs> using PayPal. Yeah. Um, about 70% of the transactions, I think, on eBay or PayPal. Um, but, and yeah, you can convert to other cryptocurrencies. A lot of people will probably just be fine paying this fee because they just don't know any better uh, or it's just easy. Uh, they'll pay it as like a convenience. Um, and I saw a comment that was like, no grandma is going to use PyUSD, which is fair-ish. I think a lot of older people are kind of getting a bit more tech savvy. I mean, well, no, actually... They get older. Toasty's, Toasty's comment. I, I asked him if he was. Uh, I asked him if my grandma's going to use hex. Oh, hex. And he said, no, grandma's going to use PYUSD. Oh, yeah. For sure. She's going to use PYUSD. I mean, I, I feel like there's a decent chance um, people will use it uh, at least on occasion without knowing it. Because mm -hmm. if PayPal just has uh, a module on their site that says, you know, deposit U.S. dollars and you'll get this amount back per year. Mm -hmm. That's really exciting. Like, you know, DeFi has kind of jaded a lot of us, I think, with with yield and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But when you're a normie, when you're coming from like learning the basics of investing and you're like, OK, 10 percent a year, uh, you know, I'm going to go for it, try to outrun inflation, going to be really smart, going to do my you know certificate of deposit, get my two, three percent. It's going to be awesome. And then you step into the world of uh, cryptocurrency where all middlemen are just wiped out, um, you know, and, and you see for the first time in your, your entire life, like treasury yield at this percent, because normal people don't have access to this. This mm -hmm. is like, you know, usually reserved for accredited investors. It's reserved for firms, funds, banks. Uh, a boomer sees that an old person sees that and, and they have all of their, you know, uh, investing one-on-one -on -one knowledge, it's going to excite them. Um, mm -hmm. and they're going to be like, Oh, wow. I should start thinking about putting my bank in here because it's PayPal one, a, a, a highly trusted name. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to get a, a million businesses to integrate circles, uh, you know, one click payment button. Um, I don't even know if they have one right now. I'm sure they do. I'm sure some startup funded mm. by Coinbase Ventures does that. But like getting to a point where, where Circle or, or Tether can have that level of adoption in the real world um, is, is going to be nearly impossible. So, you know, what I see coalescing is sort of a pipeline where if you're on chain, you want the rawest, most gangster yield, you mm. have something like ERN. When it's time to pay rent, you swap that to USDC and offering, you know, yeah. and then, you know, when it's time to uh, do business uh, on the blockchain, you swap that to PyUSD. And now you're covering all these different use cases and all of them like PayPal. I feel like the, the risk of holding 
Pi USD is a lot higher than the risk of holding uh, USDC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the risk of holding USDC is a lot higher than the risk of holding URN in terms of centralization. Because Circle's not going to, you know, be like, you know, mm-hmm. we're the government now. But PayPal will do that. They won't hesitate to just be like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're buying freaking, you're buying Fortnite skins. I don't like that one. It's over. Yeah. But, well, uh, I think that's a big a big thing too is that it makes it easier to pay for things that a lot of people just want to get regardless it's kind of hard to pay for like you said fortnite skins kind of hard to buy your league of legends skins with crypto uh it's been integrated in a lot of places i've seen where you can just like pay with bitcoin or ethereum but now you can pay with your uh defi degen gains you just swap it to pi usd um i saw that huobi is the first centralized exchange planning to list pi usd um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah there you go um i like uh, uh, there's a question to- by first he's comment real quick real quick before you do that one toasty said it's celsius but easier <laughs> oh yeah we're going to talk about that in a moment yeah um but i just want to really quick want to address this one here maybe you can give an answer if pi usd is only redeemable in the u.s can call cost one to two percent to redeem wouldn't it naturally trade significantly under peg i don't think it costs anything to redeem it um Pi USD to dollars. Well, a, a sale of Pi USD is is a redemption, um, and and they're charging to and from. Um, so John John is totally right, uh, but you know uh, PayPal is a finance company. You know uh, you'd think like UST for those uh, the six or so months uh, would have traded under peg or. Um, you'd think a lot of things would trade under peg, quite frankly, but thanks to the power of market making uh, and, and the power of liquidity management, uh, that's not the case. So PayPal, I'm sure, will have, like, the, the market makers we talk about, like Wintermute, uh, Paradigm, etc. like the, the, the preeminent uh, liquidity managers, those are like small potatoes compared to what PayPal has access to. They're like... <laughs> You know, sure. going up, you know, Sutter Hill, like, hey, I need to, I need to market make a $100 billion liquidity pool. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Not, that's, that will definitely not be how it works. But yeah, um, and yeah, it's a dollar if PayPal says it's a dollar. And if you want to argue with them, good luck. Yeah. And, and tagging onto that and kind of folding in what we were talking about, um, the ability to freeze. So this is kind of like, almost been co-signed by by the government by by allowing this to pass like exist uh so you know it's been like approved right um and a big part of that is probably because they can freeze uh assets so you know a little bit i guess riskier in that sense but i thought this was interesting you know they are partnered with paxos that's like the the firm that they're working with paypal and if you remember I got this article pulled up here earlier this year. There was that court order that BUSD uh, couldn't be through Paxos anymore. Um, and they had to like, you know, kill, they essentially killed BUSD. Um, but, you know, PiUSD can use Paxos. So it's it's a little bit safer regulatory wise, I guess is what I'm getting at, which opens yeah. it up for a lot of things. Yeah, something people were like clowning on them for was using like uh, a very old Solidity compiler version, mm-hmm. uh, 0.4.24. Um, and, you know, my first comment was that's a risk management decision, you know, like mm-hmm. 
uh, you you people were saying that after the Viper compiler hack, like uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and if if you're if if your risk manager is saying, hey, we want to use this super old, ultra battle tested version of Solidity, um, if if that's their mo, you know, we're not going to see them in DeFi. We're not going to see them flirting around with the crypto gray area at all. We're not going to see them promoting, you know, uh, curve integrations or whatever. It's literally just going to be a unit of settlement, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, what, which is the entire point of centralized stable coins and probably the biggest use case of, of the blockchain generally. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess uh, if you want, I can, I can wax a little poetic about uh, some of the implications of Pi USD. If you want to stay on this topic for another little bit, but, uh, I I do, but I want to just get one last thing that's on my agenda, just because I want to make sure we cover it here. Because um, I saw people talking about this in chat. Uh, I, this is the only source I've seen for this, and I know Whale Chart has gotten things wrong before, um, like pretty big. <laughs> uh, so I don't know where they got this. They didn't provide a source, but. They're saying PayPal is to offer an interest reward for Bitcoin and crypto deposits. Maybe it's a joke. I don't know. I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, I was looking around on their site, poking around on it. Uh, but yeah, that would make it Celsius 2.0, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, um, you know, Celsius was an offshore company uh, doing weird stuff with people's money. Um, you know, every everybody like seeing what happened with... FTX US, Binance US, and Coinbase. Um, you know, I guess maybe at, at worst it could be like the Gemini Earn program 2.0. But to be honest, I don't think PayPal is even talking to uh, you know uh, a firm like Genesis. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's definitely like it smells. Um, like some of the stuff we were seeing in, in 2021, but I, I do not think um, that it's going to be like that uh, because the reason those people had problems was because it was like 10 guys uh, trying to run like an entire, uh, you know, banking firm, mm -hmm. lending firm, finance firm. Uh, without any of the, the necessary experience, uh, whereas PayPal has the corporate infrastructure, the bandwidth, the connections to actually like not lose tens of billions of dollars, Yeah, uh, which I guess is something that's easy to do uh, for, for crypto companies for some reason. Yeah. Talking about, you know, battle tested like that, right? PayPal has been around for quite a while. Yeah, um, it's just a trust God. thing, you know, and yeah. you like PayPal has has built a lot of trust uh, with with users at the very least, um, mm -hmm. sometimes at the, at the cost of, of business trust. But mm -hmm. um, they definitely, I think, uh, fight for their users uh, is, is something we can definitely say without a doubt. And that's something we can enjoy. Mikey, would you <laughs> use PyUSD? Are you going to use it? I don't use eBay. Okay, I mean, there's you other. You think PayPal is just eBay, bro? It was a kind of, it was kind of a joke. I don't think anybody oh. got it. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, if I don't know why I wouldn't use it. Um, I use USDC. I use USDT. Um, 
And you use ethos, right? I wouldn't use it, but um, <laughs> but but if there but if there was a, uh, I do have a question. Like, we we were talking about uh, like onboarding earlier. You know, like uh, you know, mass adoption. Mm-hmm. Is this is this PyUSD's biggest? Uh, you know, like is it is it its most um, enticing trait? Is it is it just simply for the mass adoption? role or, or, or is there something more there? Well, I think, um, I mean, I guess to us, like mass adoption is cool, but this isn't like mass crypto adoption necessarily. It's just kind of, um, it, it's mass adoption of the tech in that this one company has huge market share and, and will be using the tech to service, you know, millions of people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, uh, the, the most exciting thing is mass adoption and, and integration into um, the world of, of shopping, you know, and, and the world of buying shit online. Uh, retail, baby. Literal world. retail. Yeah, literal retail. Right, um, yeah. Who's, so, yeah I mean, Who's next? Your whole cash and pay USD in the same place. Who's next? Uh, yeah, probably, like, uh, got, any, uh, got any hot takes, any predictions? Probably like Apple or Amazon, um, yeah. who I'm sure uh, would love to exercise that level of control over their <laughs> customers. Um, as, as far as like really big names, um, Square Cash App, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, or, or Block now, I think it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Those are super obvious ones. Um, I've, been, I've been talking about crypto payments via Square for a long ass time. And imagine direct crypto integration into, into POS. Um, oh yeah. Like right. Point of sale uh, service yeah. like square, which is everywhere. And and once square does it, you know, you're going to see Clover do it. You're going to see uh, toast do it. You're going to see uh, a lot Ugh. of people follow suit. Yeah, as, a, as a former service industry worker and, you know, probably future as well. I would love, I've, I've thought about that for a very long time. I would love to go into like a, um, a local restaurant and pay with crypto using Square. It's everywhere. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I um, uh, to, to Soft Sound's uh, comment, Visa or credit card companies, I honestly think the point of this is circumventing Visa and MasterCard. Um, you know, that's why Visa, Visa and MasterCard have seen the writing on the wall. Like blockchain can invalidate their business model, which is why they've been investing so heavily. Uh, in, in blockchain. And the reason Apple would use a stable coin is because, hey, now I can settle payments on my own and, and surface a card in the Apple wallet. And they already do banking. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's really kind of a logical next step. It's just like, hey, we, we pay all these service providers hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, what if we could cut them out? And it, it's like, imagine why we got into DeFi. We got into DeFi because we want to cut out middlemen uh, and, and have direct control over our finances. Businesses are doing the same thing, just at a way bigger scale. Um, and when you're paying Visa and MasterCard, you know, $400 million a year in service fees, uh, you know, spending, spending $10 million implementing, uh, you know, a stable coin into your business or spending $100 million even, like it's, it's an absolute no brainer. Um, and really, everybody's just waiting for the tech to mature uh, and um, to, to get to that point. So, yeah, it's 
extremely dope. And, and I think it's a sign of things to come. And just as PayPal kind of led the innovation on the crypto end in 2020, it looks like they're gonna gonna uh, lead it in, in 2024 here. And, you know, leading up to the Bitcoin halving, leading up to, uh, you know, what will hopefully be a really glorious 2024. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's awesome, and the implications are absolutely nutty. Uh, even even thinking long term, like um, event based transaction handling with fucking eBay and Shopify, it's like you know, uh, and and thinking about. We'll talk about intents in another episode, but um, uh, all, all of this stuff kind of facilitates. It's like we're seeing in real time, like one of the greatest digital structures of all time being built piece by piece, mm -hmm. um, infrastructure by infrastructure, et cetera. So uh, really, really dope. Hell yeah, dude. There, there's we're evolving into like we're seeing it kind of being integrated fully in like big ways people are starting to see like how how we can truly integrate blockchain in like meaningful uh useful ways for like the average person what's gonna and businesses so it's gonna be huge love to go to like a little food truck you know your little hipster food truck and then you pay with pay paypal usd Come yeah, on, man. from your yeah. google google wallet or your apple wallet or whatever it's oh, like yeah. A little bit of a, a little bit of a no-brainer there. Um, it just it's it's more cost-effective for everybody involved, um, mm -hmm. and that's that's how capitalism drives adoption, um, just by saving people money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I think it's pretty dope to be honest. Um, so we've got ethos, ethos, ethos for your uh, you know your yield on your dollars. And now we got PayPal for your spending your dollars. Uh, and then we got USDC for off-ramping. Uh, we got Tether, I guess, for crypto businesses, right? Keeping them up. Um, I've been seeing something on Twitter lately. It's mainly this guy, Adam Cochran. He seems to have a real something in his crawl about Tether. Uh, <laughs> you're pointing out that the USDC market cap has been decreasing lately, and, it's, and Tether's has been increasing. And he seems to be implying that this is somehow an attack on uh, USDC uh, from Tether to kind of like accumulate market cap, accumulate market share. Um, I don't know about that, but have you heard about anything like this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like an idea, you know, mm -hmm. and. One thing about ideas and, and opinions is they're a lot like assholes. Uh, everybody's got some. Um, everybody's got one. You don't want to see it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam Cochran is is definitely not afraid to reveal his his butthole to the world. Um, and and the thing is, you know, uh, when you are a researcher, uh, finance manager, sometimes all you, you can move markets just with opinions. You don't you don't need to be right or wrong. Um, you know, to achieve to, to achieve great fame and success in the world of finance, you only need to be right once, um, you know, and you just need to be really, really right. And he's been really, really right in the past to the degree that him saying something can kind of, uh, you know, um, cause a turn of events that kind of 
create a self-fulfilling pro prophecy type scenario. And that's, that's his job. That's why he posts. That's why he does it all. Um, so that he can continue to build um, that, that market moving uh, power. Um, do I think there's some weird attack on, on Tether versus USDC? Uh, potentially, um, you know, if they're uh, buying up USDC and redeeming it, um, and you know, I, great. Uh, I guess. I mean, if 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 Tether is able to just mint Tether off the back of nothing, mm -hmm. they're in a way less strict regulatory space. They have all the tools they need to do something like that. So. If, if being in a, a way less strict regulatory space, you are to think, okay, if you assume Tether has no um, uh, ethics, if they're not operating you know, with, with good ethical intent, you would assume they would do the most or perform the most effective uh, market penetration strategy, which is attack your competitor in a way that grows your company, you know, mm -hmm. or like directly steal market share. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, sure. But, and, and, and what we also see is USDC uh, is being drained from LPs across DeFi. Um, mm -hmm. So that could be what we're seeing. I think it's, it's not impossible. Uh, I would I would also say people make a ton of money longing and shorting stable coins when you are operating at really, really huge scale. And when you're trying to manage billions of dollars of risk, what better asset to play with than a stable coin? Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you're like, you know, operating on these thin margins it's a lot safer to take on leverage. I use safer kind of in quotes uh, on a stable coin. Um, when you've got a fuck ton of money, uh, you know, what, what better way to, to size up uh, an investment strategy? So yes, I think the potential is there. I think it, it almost makes sense in, in a certain way, but um, it's also like, it, it's, it's, as close to none of our businesses as, as something can be. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, dude, you know, these are giants fighting in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say if you're like a small, like user or holder or whatever, just go with either the most trusted option um, or go with like a fully decentralized option, uh, which mm -hmm. will often be the same option. Um, so, you know, ERN, LUSD, uh, if you're comfortable, USDC, I think, has shown even in times of duress to be a really proactive actor. Mm -hmm. So, Well, awesome, dude. I think yeah. we covered a lot of uh, stablecoin stuff here, uh, but I think it was a lot of good stuff. I think we there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot to this this PayPal story. It's a little bit of hopium, but maybe a little bit more tangible. But uh, I want to shift gears here to something a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit easier to digest here real quick. It's a little, we'll call this the marketing minute. Uh, so this show is coming out, uh, the next Crypto Gym. I didn't realize they had an episode out. or Oh, it's not out, September 7th. But uh, this is supposed to be like Shark Tank slash The Apprentice for crypto. Um, 
It's coming out on uh, Prime, I think. Um, on Prime? Yeah, I think so. Jeez. Um, but check this out, dude. Anything can get on Prime, man. It's got okay, BitBoy on it. It's got these other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fascinating idea. Talking about getting more people comfortable with crypto, they'll have like a literal like walk you through <laughs> how to how to use it, how to like um, yeah, interact. Wow. Maybe it is a top signal, dude. I don't know. What do you think about this? I need to get on that show. I'm the next crypto jam. Uh, well, if you remember, like almost a year ago now, or over a year ago now, uh, we were talking about doing like a crypto Shark Tank thing. Oh yeah, yeah. On Blockbytes, and then we were like. You know, oh, the liability is literally like sky high. It's like, you know, slaughter fest, uh, you yeah. know, social engineering incentive, whatever. So I can't, I honestly cannot conceive of this going well unless it's <laughs> either totally fake, scripted, not real assets, mm -hmm. or they're just like talking to like Ave founders or whatever, which even then I think is dangerous at what, like yeah. 95. I don't think Ave founders would ever go on so Now, I, so. I do hope that, like, like, you know, if this is going to be some silly, fun reality show, uh, I, I can get behind it. I, I can't wait to see who they're going to be. Uh, what's the word? Uh, interviewing. It looks like it's actually an incubator, like a Project Runway type thing. Yeah. Kind of. So like, Oh, like, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah, that's, it's like what dude. they're doing. They're trying to groom a team, I, essentially. I will be. I, I'm going to watch it. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to watch it. There, yeah, there are some going. characters. Um, I mean, you know, like... Say which one about Ben, but he is an entertainer. I enjoy mm -hmm. I enjoy him very much. Um, and I, I know that... Uh, what was the... The the the, uh, the woman, Layla? 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Layla. Layla had, yeah. Um, I follow her on Twitter... Heilpern. Um, Heilpern. Yeah. Honestly, the the incubation approach is way smarter than like a Shark Tank type thing. Yeah, it, it's much uh, more like an apprentice type show. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like Shark Tank in that they're like, eventually they'll judge the business plan essentially. Mm. But the only episode they've announced is this one called the one with no coiners, where essentially, uh, they'll need to appeal to people. The average person, the, these yeah. contestants. That's um, yeah, that's, that's give cool. a live presentation. I mean, uh, dude, you, I, I watched some absolute crap. Uh, so uh, this, this probably like is is definitely within my domain. And I, I say crap lovingly, like you know, bad TV is uh, good TV in my eyes. So. <laughs> um in my domain uh, like i i imagine like i'm gonna force my girlfriend to watch this with me uh, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. quite funny hell yeah i'd be a lot more impressed if it was a prime like original show yeah um, from the prime the prime boys and girls at the top mm -hmm. but i think it's just uh i think it's just a, a film show that they got put on prime yeah. i have things you can watch me on things on prime yeah, they've got some real stinkers on Prime, to be honest. Not that you're a stinker, Mikey. They got some real stinkers on there. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really cool how you said that. So it's great. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about base, the base launch, how it went. Um, pretty good from what I saw. Um, went live on Wednesday, and I think it had more volume than Solana. 
Oh, yeah, here we go. I didn't make my link a hyperlink. That's why I didn't open it. Um, total value lock, 10.59 billion. On base chain? What? What'd you say? No way, that can't be true, is it? Total value lock. Oh, this is all crypto, dude. <laughs> my bad, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Total value like 157. Uh, I'll see if it's up on L2 beat, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which will tell us not how much TVL there is in DeFi, but it will instead tell us how much money is on the chain. So there's $337 million on base. Uh, oh, no, rather $157 million on base right now. Um, mm -hmm. And the TVL is. 72 million. So about half of that is actually locked uh, in a protocol somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, base swap is the dominator right now. Obviously, a team that's been uh, getting ready to go to market for, for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, really, what we see on these uh, launches is the team that's been uh, in the background working for the longest. Uh, mm -hmm. Is, is usually the most successful. Um, and it looks to be base, base swap at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like, like there's 37 protocols on DeFi Llama. That would probably mean there's over 50 deployed, most of them probably like nothing. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool. Um, yeah. Yesterday when I looked at the 24 hour volume, it was just ahead of Solana, uh, but now, Dex Screener saying 166 million 24 hour volume. Uh, DeFi Llama is showing that to be just ahead of Polygon, not just ahead, almost double Polygon, but just below uh, BSC. But I mean, I guess that's to be expected with a new chain, right? You know, people flooding in. I'm seeing 26.23 million dollars in volume. Dude, I don't know what's up with Dex Screener then. Well, uh, I mean, Dex Screener might be tracking stuff that. Uh... DeFi Llama isn't like a uh, illiquid shitcoin. So it's really like data infrastructure usually takes a while to get good mm -hmm. on a chain um, because you can't integrate uh, beforehand. So, you, so all you can do is try to be as prepared as you can and then iterate, iterate, iterate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very interesting. Uh, I think um, these early days uh, are always super competitive because everybody's trying to be first to market, trying to, um, you know, be the next Velodrome, be the next GMX, be the next Camelot. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how it turns out because everybody's playing the same game right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think kind of when you're thinking about going to market, you know, you think about, okay, you make like a, a, grounded assessment of what has worked in the past and how to be successful. And then once you do that, so you look at Velodrome's go-to-market strategy, Camelot's go-to-market strategy, GMX's go-to-market strategy. Once you do that, you need, to, you need to think about, oh, everybody else has the same exact information and are going to be operating uh, on the same set of principles. Um, and then, you know, you, you go one step further and think, uh, how, if everybody is operating on the same set of principles with the same information, do I beat all of those people uh, mm -hmm. 
at, at their own game because it, crypto is not creative. Finance is not creative at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, at its, at its absolute best, it can be a little bit creative. Uh, but its absolute best is like, you know, trying to pour, uh, you know, physics onto <laughs> the blockchain to make an AMM, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be watching base closely. Um, you know, we're, our team is on base in various capacities at the moment. Grinner is the biggest lending market. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how things turn out. It's kind of like just a lot of swapping at the moment. Uh, yeah. Whatever that's worth. Fantastic. Yeah. I think, uh, Aerodrome is going to be launching soon. I think that's the, the native one that people are kind of excited for. Yeah. Uh, cause I think you get a Velo if you're locked in Velo, I think you get an airdrop. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be quite nice. I want to point out something too. You guys got to be aware of scams. You got shit like this coin on base unveiled <laughs> coin on base chain paradigm Ooh. shift. Yeah. This is like a scam. Uh, coin clever. said clever. Hmm? Oh, what? Clever. No, I was, I said clever. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah clever. <laughs> Uh, we do not plan to issue a new network token. Beware of scammers that may be offering or sending fake base tokens. So, yeah, keep your key safe. Keep your wallet safe. Think about it a little bit before you buy a uh, base. Actually, that's the sort market. of creativity that we get uh, in the finance industry. We get people <laughs> <laughs> making stuff right. called coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I it's it's pretty cool to see. I think. The, the unfortunate reality is um, Base already has an expansive or Coinbase already has an expansive venture portfolio. And mm-hmm. we've seen with Zora, they will not hesitate uh, to just knight, uh, you know, the platforms that they have a vested interest in, which makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, the winners you see now, I imagine, uh, you know, once... Coinbase Ventures portfolio projects start stepping onto the chain. Um, we're going to see a, a total paradigm shift. Um, and it, although I guess like historically, native apps have been the winners on a given blockchain, um, but there's usually only room for one or two. So uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be an exciting war uh, to the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's all ripe for opportunity is what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing. That's well, what all I'm this money's coming over to base just to try to make a lot of money off meme coins right now, right? Yeah. It's it, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity there, but um, my opinion at the moment is that the opportunity is fleeting and all of the opportunity has already been distributed uh, in, in the background. Uh, so um, you know, there is perceived opportunity for people who do not already have vested interests in whatever is in Coinbase Ventures portfolio. Hmm. Interesting. All right, guys, we're running out of time here. We got some other stuff to cover. Uh, I saw people asking in the chat, the phantom thing. I feel like it's beaten to death already, but we might as well. Um, and my condolences to Philip. You know, Philip loves Spirit Swap. He's always shilling it in our chat. Uh, but Spirit Swap <laughs> is shutting down. They're trying to find someone to hand the project off to. Uh, but it seems like they were heavily impacted by um, by the multi-chain incident. Um, so quite unfortunate. I know they had been working on uh, V3, but I guess they just ran out of money. The treasury depleted. So 
What a shame. Things are getting pretty tight over there on Phantom. Um, yeah, very sad. I heard I couldn't find anything in the sp spooky swap Discord, but apparently they're looking to go multi chain too. Um, which I mean, multi chain isn't bad. Like going to a different chain. Part of my language, multi chain. That's a that's a bad word to use. Multi chain so isn't bad. What'd you say? <laughs> going cross chain isn't bad. All right. Yeah. I'll clip that. Uh, going cross chain isn't bad, and not necessarily giving up on Phantom, but just moving off. Yeah. Um, and we got uh, some people are calling this like. Uh, capitulation in a way. Uh, Andre's talking about exploring adding optimistic rollups to connect to Ethereum. He's very careful with how he's worded it. Uh, he's saying it's not an L2 because he doesn't believe L2s exist. They're all side chains, what he calls them. Uh, and he just says this would make a safer bridge uh, from Ethereum to Phantom. You got any feelings on this, Beavis? Got any feelings about Phantom? I think it's uh, a zombie or... Well, I guess I'll preface this by saying I have strong feelings for Phantom in general, uh, mm -hmm. as the network that onboarded me into DeFi that I built my career on, um, you know, so I have a lot of love for Phantom. Um, you know, us, when we were like, you know, seven, eight people, uh, you know, doing, doing one of our first like business analyses realized, you know, we need to get our USDC off Phantom. Um, you know, it, big highlighted red risk uh, in, in the risk category there or the threat category there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think um, even like uh, months after that, <laughs> I remember someone asking me, how can Phantom be successful? How can Phantom become relevant again? Uh, eight months to a year ago, I said, they should become an L2. Um, and I remember he hearing back uh, from foundation team members uh, saying, you know, that was a ridiculous idea. Uh, you know, L2s suck, whatever. Um, so this is like a little difficult to see, not because it's a bad decision. I think it's a really good decision, but mm -hmm. Because, you know, one, it's a decision that should have been made a long time ago. Um, and two, uh, you know, the way they're framing the decision is like, you know, you don't need to be defensive about this. Um, you know, being a layer two is, is awesome. And, you know, having a, a layer two bridge and, you know, having, being able to benefit from all the open source work being done in the L2 domain is crazy it's awesome like why would you not as mm -hmm. like a cto pursue that route because not only do you have all the work you're doing as phantom on the fd on the fvm you also get to benefit from all the all the free open source mit license work being done on l2s to mm -hmm. secure your chain secure your bridge um and and get that that sweet sweet narrative beta yeah. uh, for for the l2 stuff and um, you know, we're going to see increasingly as, you know, the L2 open source software base grows and grows and grows, no pun intended, <laughs> um, you're going to see more teams doing that. And, you know, uh, it's a smart decision. And when, when we're building software, you know, we have an idea. The first thing we do is think, okay, you know, who's done this before? Whose code base can we build on? Who, mm -hmm. You know, what are the battle tested elements 
um, of, of the public domain that, that we can lean on. And for some reason, this weird stigma has, has percolated about forking software and about building on open source software mm -hmm. when it's like the entire advantage of crypto. It's like the entire point of crypto and DeFi is mm -hmm. to try to build this, this expansive, beautiful, diverse domain or public domain of, of software and, and architecture and whatever. Um, so, you know, I think uh, proudly say, you know, we're going to be an L2. Uh, you know, we're going to use L2 tech. And if you're only using some of it, just say you're using some of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, not everything needs to be a beautiful custom turbine. You know, uh, you can you can borrow open source software and then just focus on on your domain. Like with Ethos, mm -hmm. we're focused on asset management, and we borrowed Liquidity's code base uh, to to build on for that because we really think the system is awesome. Um, and and you know, if you're building a network and you don't look at Optimism's OP stack. And, and think, oh, bro, dude, imagine how much faster we'll get to market and how much better our project will be if we just start from there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, people just have kind of the, the wrong uh, way of thinking about public domain software. And um, yeah, I say this is a great decision uh, for Phantom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, they should just be confident about following the herd if necessary. They should be confident about moving with the market because there's a reason the market moves the way it does a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they, they create like, you know, Andre has created Yearn, Andre has created Solidly. And everybody's proud to say we're built on Yearn architecture, we're built on Solidly architecture. Um, but for some reason, uh, you know, there's this shyness about, going the other direction. It's like, bro, you guys have done enough, I promise. Uh, yeah. you're, allowed to, you're allowed to proudly fork someone's shit. Um, but yeah, that, I guess that's, that's my opinion. It's a good decision handled in um, a weird way, but- uh, So there's know. some hope. There's some hope we might say. Yeah, I mean, they like- If this is a know. shift in the culture maybe a little bit, then there might be some hope. I think I think definitely like there needs to be a culture shift with the Phantom Foundation. It's like, you know, do one swap analysis. Like, you know, uh, when when we were, you know, there was a there was a point when you know we kind of as an organization moved from you know we're just three guys, you know, being DJs to okay, we're going to try to be a real lasting successful business. Um, and you know, you can't. Uh, take the kind of gangster gangster approach with the latter. Um, you need to understand like, Hey, uh, maybe I'm a little bit retarded in certain aspects. Uh, and I, I need to, you know, batten down the hatches and improve. And, you know, we've had so many fabulous advisors, uh, you know, along the way that have helped us really harden our uh, understanding of, of business and, and the crypto domain generally and finance. Um, and corporate finance and, and everything and the law. Um, and, and you All just need to, yeah, like having, having good advisors and, and making like risk management decisions or product decisions that 
are common, well understood, well accepted as smart decisions. Like you don't need to be shy about that. Yeah, um, it's a, a classic problem or classic piece of advice, I guess. You know, you just got to be willing to listen, right? You got to be willing to take advice uh, and really percolate on it. Um, yeah. Real quick, uh, turning to the spirit swap thing real quick. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, friend of the show, Buns, she's considering doing a uh, airdrop of her token to affect its spirit swap holders. Um, yeah, so, so the vote's still up. If you want to participate, if you're affected, you know, maybe check it out. Um, yeah, she's just looking to see if she thinks it might be a good idea. Friend of the show, Buns. Be sure to check her out. Follow her on Twitter and check out Soul Swap Binance. Look at that. Look at that views. Look at that engagement, bro. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing, um, dude. Yeah, for yeah, those I mean, Buns is the uh, uh, Soul Swap. What is she? Founder? Developer? Yeah. Developer? Founder, founder developer. She's the uh, god of Soul Swap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The goddess, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, I mean, the Spirit Swap team uh, have consistently been really great collaborators, really kind people. Um, and it really, really freaking sucks uh, that, that they were hit this hard by the multi-chain thing. Um, the whole network, I mean, like really you think about a 60 plus percent wipeout event, um, who, who survives and how do they survive? Uh, you know, I, I think it's like, it, it really is kind of terrible. Um, yeah. And we're going to see more and more of this. And, and what we're going to see a lot of is teams being like, you know, hey, let's just go without pay for a few months and try to try to come back and, um, you know, work hard. We, we love Phantom. We love our app. Um, but unfortunately, like we're just going to see um, continued uh, closing down of, of shops, I think. Mm -hmm. um, just because, and and rightfully so, it's the market doing what the market is supposed to do. But it's like, like something that happened so far upstream. It's like someone poisoned the well, uh, mm -hmm. and and a lot of the people building these apps on Phantom don't really deserve um, to have their livelihoods wiped out, treasuries wiped out, whatever. Um, it just sucks. It has really yeah. sucked. It sucks for us. We're dealing with a token migration right now. Uh, you know, a lot of the work we've done on Phantom has been invalidated, at least in part. Um, so it's just a bunch of teams trying to pick up the pieces. We've been talking to a lot of them, them you know, figuring out how we can work together to, to bounce back. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, feelings go out to the Spirit Swap team and, and community. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, you know, we're kind of at the end of the show here. It's a sad note to end it on. So I kind of want to very briefly bring up one last thing um orbs orbs let's talk about orbs dude orbs have been in the zeitgeist orbs. lately every every week there's a new orb uh, there's the the orb in vegas we got the world coin orb and now this guy eric wall uh he seems to be primarily a richard hart hater you know how we feel about those on the show a uh, hex hater, yeah. but he's created this NFT orb, dude. Look at it; it's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, where the orb kind of has your personality, and you can pay 
pay yeah, it to well, answer questions or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know if he's done anything like putting his personality, but if you hold the orb, you can ask him a question a week and he has to answer it. I mean, ah. I he's obligated to answer it. Um, <laughs> but one, I think it looks cool. And I guess the innovative thing about it is it uses Harburger taxes uh, and auctions taxes. so that it's constantly kind of being passed around. Um, so a Harburger tax, we'll get, we'll get into a little bit of a nerd thing here. I really just wanted to point out how cool it looks and then it's an orb. Uh, and who knows what the next orb will be. But <laughs> um, basically how this works is a Harburger tax is uh, imagine a world where your property, you set, you tell, you just tell us how much you think it's like, how much it's worth, not even how much you think it's worth, just how much it's worth. Right. Um, and you pay taxes on it based off of how expensive it is. Right. Um, but the caveat of this is anyone can buy it at any point for that price that you've set it at. So if you set it up really high, you want to keep the pro like the, the product, the property, but, you're going to have to pay more to keep it. Um, and if you set it too low, someone could just take it from you at any point. So that's kind of how this orb works. There's an auction system involved too, but I thought it was a cool idea, a cool way to kind of create some more flow of these kinds of, of NFTs and the like. Uh, yeah. Passing well, them around. Well, it's kind of like, um, it helps uh, with the, you know, like pe people like to squat on like ENS names. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're if you're holding on a really good ENS name, ENS name is redundant. If you're holding a really good ENS, um, like uh, you know, DeFi.eth or something, if you implemented the arbiter tax, the hamburger tax, <laughs> if you hold it on, if if, if you hold, the longer you hold on to it, the more of a, a tax you would pay. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. right now you kind of just re up the uh, what is it? The would you would there. you squat on my orb, Mikey? <laughs> Beavis, I dream about squatting on your orb. Oh my oh, god! Thank you so much. Yeah, you should get one of these, Beavis. You would make a killing. People asking you questions because the creator of the orb gets royalties, and uh, I think the tax might be paid to them. Um, hell, I might get an orb, dude. Get an uh, orb, Corbal. I would. I would squat your orb. Ooh. But I think we, we we will see more implementations of the Harburger tax across uh, NFT projects mm -hmm. um, and, and NFTs. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. of it. It's, it's very, supposed it's, to help it's with very cool. With like Mikey's saying, it's supposed to help with capital efficiency, like yeah. assuring that the property is going to the person who can most effectively use it. Because right. you know, anyway, just a cool thing. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show here. We're over the hour mark. I hope it was a fun one. I think it was pretty informative. We got some good stuff out of Beavis here. Um, Beavis, anything you want to plug? Uh, ethos.finance, the ultimate website for all your needs ever. <laughs> wow. Just so I can buy drugs there? Hey, I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> ERM, oh, yeah. best stable coin in the whole universe times a million. It's like mm -hmm. a thousand pi USDs in one. Uh, not financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah ethos.finance, check it out. Cool, cool update to the platform today. Uh, that lowers risk for all parties, which is extremely fantastic. Dope. Uh, Mikey, you got anything to plug? Uh, just talking about PayPal earlier and then kind of talking about ENS, uh, right now. I do think that, uh, the PayPal, this, this, you know, they built PiUSD, it's on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. and 
there's going to be a lot of money moving around from, you know, crypto wallets to PayPal wallets. I think ENS is only going up from here. Ooh. I think, like, you know, I mean, now I can, you know, instead of putting in this, like, long address, I can just send it to, you know, Mikey.eth. Oh, yeah. I had it. Yeah, I think it is. It is. It is pretty essential. As like you look at you look at ENS as like a developer, mm-hmm. uh, you're like, Ugh. but at the end of the day, you integrate it anyway, and then you remember, <laughs> oh, DNS also sucks, and it sucks worse than this. And it has <laughs> ultimate mass adoption times a million for sure. Um, so I do not disagree with you, Mikey. We be integrating ENS. Uh, I don't hold any ENS coins or whatever, but... Uh, oh, I have many. I have really? I have many. Yeah, I was going to say, Mikey, you're trying to pump you your bags here. Tell us a couple of If anybody ENS. wants to buy nakedmen.eth, let me know. Nice. Nakedmen.eth, okay. I also have uh, icyrist.eth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a couple on-chain names. I have like on-chain DeFi, on-chain audit. Orbsquatter.eth. Orbs, yeah, get that one. <sighs> Snatch that one up, Mikey. One. Snatch it up, bro. Snatch it up. You better hurry up. I would check All it right. out. All right, you goofballs. I want to also plug Across the Chains tomorrow. I'm going to be on with Mark Jeffrey. He's got a special guest. Uh, we're going to be talking probably BRCs a little bit. I think we're covering a little bit of PayPal. But come tune in, dude. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you again, Beavis. Thank you, Mikey. And thank you most thank of you all to everyone listening, everyone in the chat, everyone like, comment, that subscribe. Yeah. forgot again. We need the Mr. Beast type segment where we just give somebody a million dollars for subscribing. Biggest props to those who subscribe, like, retweet our tweets, uh, and comment. Be sure to comment, guys. I want to hear back from you guys. Comment on the video. Comment. Comment. If you you don't even retweet, just comment. Yeah, just comment. (laughs) The point system works more towards commenting anyway. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's a little peek behind the curtain. Anyway, this has been a Block Bites broadcast, everyone. It's Corval here officially signing off. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks, guys. Goodbye.